Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class John Valentine. Welcome to the Veterans Be Real podcast. Here's where we try to keep it real and do our best to help all our fellow veterans out there. This podcast will hopefully open our veterans' eyes into the transition and challenges they are facing and give them some guidance along the way. Please subscribe and download our podcast. We look forward to you, your insight, and your loyalty. Thanks for listening. And now, here's Veterans Be Real. All right, good afternoon, all my veteran Be Real listeners. You've got Sergeant Be Real here, and I got Thomas McConnell. He's a Navy vet. He's a Navy diver vet. So that's an interesting little twist because we got a guy who had a specialty job in the military, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about his time in the Navy and a little bit about how he transitioned out, where he's at now, what he's doing. All right, so Thomas, the floor is yours, my friend. All right, how's everybody doing? I'm just glad to be here. Glad to chat a little bit. I'm actually in the. I've just recently transitioned. My my. I was medically retired December 28th of this year, and prior to that, I uh, spent eight years. I came in came in under a Navy diver contract. It's the only thing I wanted to do in the military, and did eight years. Had a diving incident December 2017, and unfortunately, because of this incident, uh, it gave me some vestibular issues, some a little bit of a little bit of brain trauma, and. I couldn't move on. So I pushed for medical retirement and got it. And here I am now. Prior to me getting out or even getting injured in 2015, I was deployed overseas. And one of the jobs of the Navy diver is when ships come into foreign ports, what we do is we hop in the water on scuba. We clear the piers. We check the piers for any ordnance. And then we check the tugs that bring in the ships for ordnance as well. And then they're cleared to come in. The sailors come in, they do their thing, refuel, restock, whatever they got to do. And before they leave, we do the same procedure once again. And so I was overseas doing that and we, a ship was running late. So we had 10 days. So our chief at the time said, all right, fellas, time is your own. Enjoy yourself. Don't get too drunk. Don't get in trouble. <laughs> don't, don't, don't come knocking on my door with any kind of BS because, you know, just do your thing, fellas, enjoy yourself and just relax until the ship comes in. So I took that 10 days and decided because I liked diving so much because I always wanted to wear some diving apparel, which I'm not wearing right now, but <laughs> I'm wearing my same shirt right now. Yeah. But I, I, I wanted some, who that? Yeah. I, I wanted, I wanted diving apparel. I wanted it from the moment I graduated dive school. So I said, you know what? I got 10 days. I'll, all I have to do is get up, eat breakfast, work out and come back to my room. I'm going to start a company. And so I found an organization called Printful that makes shirts and Shopify, which is my web host. And with about maybe 230 bucks overhead, I invested in starting this company. I, I found some graphic designers, got some designs made that I thought was really cool. And that was the start of it. I didn't have any prior experience owning a business before that. And now that I'm out, I'm really kind of digging in even more so. That's awesome, man. So when you say that, so basically you were doing that while you're still in the Navy, which is great because I love it when sailors or soldiers or anybody has that little moonlighting thing to try to give themselves a little edge financially slash kind of step in, stepping stone from when they get out. So is that what you're doing now? You're just basically selling shirts and doing things like that? Have you expanded? Have you done anything different? I have. Since the company started, I've expanded the the line. I've, I've, I've now gone from, so the way I had it set up in the beginning was someone bought a shirt 
and then Printful would create the product, almost like made to order. Everything was yeah, made to order. Yeah, so, yeah. so it was it, there was there's no investment. Now I go through a, a group. It's actually a prior Frog Industry Thread Works, prior Frog owned company called Industry Thread Works. Mm-hmm. They do my T-shirt creation and they store sh- and ship all my stuff. So they're basically my distributor. But because of so, I have to buy all these shirts, and now I'm buying you know a thousand units at a time, two thousand units at a time, and so that the stakes get a little bit higher. And the thing, the thing with businesses I've learned is that, you know, you have to be concise. I've always been kind of a shoot from the hip kind of guy. And that's how I started the company. Right. Now that it's now that we're in the, the thousands of dollars, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more, I'm a lot more detail oriented when it comes to not making mistakes and, and, and screwing everything up. And, you know, right. I try not to fall into money traps, but yeah. So, tra- so on the subject of transitioning, I got hurt. They asked me if I wanted to be a recruiter. I didn't want to do that. I love the, I love being a, a Navy diver. I said, you know, deep sea or, or I'd rather be out. And what, what, what added to this, and this isn't going to apply to most of the people who are listening to this, but I also, the day after I retired, my wife's from Vancouver, Canada, we moved to Canada. Right. And so a lot of the VA benefits don't extend overseas. You have to use TRICARE overseas. And so, right. uh, you know, I, I don't want to go too deep in the weeds about living in Canada because I know a lot of people aren't going to get out of the military and really move to Canada. Most people move back home, <laughs> you know, but I moved, I moved overseas. So uh, if you, if you want to talk about the, 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 tra- the, some of the struggles that have gone in transition, I'll try to, I'll try to kind of work around the whole living in Canada piece. Well, I mean, it's the, I'll be honest with you, Thomas, I'm not, where you live, other than the challenges, like you're saying about the, the TRICARE and the insurance and all that stuff and the, the VA and all that, I can, I can assume that the VA isn't going to come out of country. I know TRICARE will help you out because you're medically retired, but, but it's still a transition hiccup. So that's kind of what we're talking about here because we might have soldiers out there that might be wanting to move back to, say, the St. Thomas Virgin Islands, or they might be from one of the islands, or they might be from another country, and they got to move back to you know, outside the continental U.S. So it could be a very informative information here you got, Thomas. So you might want to just kind of, I mean, tell us about kind of how it led up to that. Did your wife have, you know, was there issues with the family? She just needed, or she just wanted to go home and you wanted like, you wanted to be a good husband, just go home. And then what were the challenges? I mean, that, it's in a very interesting situation to act, to be honest with you. You're the first one I've had on it. It's got that kind of situation. So I think it would be very informative for our audience to hear, hey, if I'm going to move overseas when I get out, maybe I need to listen to Thomas's stuff because he moved to Canada, which I mean, overseas, but the point is out of country, right? <laughs> so what were the challenges you faced moving out of country? So let's talk about that. That's fine. Certainly. So what brought me to Canada, first first and foremost, because I get a lot of questions about that. When I met, when my, when I was stationed in Hawaii at a salvage unit at the time, and I met my wife in Hawaii. She was, vet, she was, she was visiting there. I never knew her. I met her through a friend of a friend. And when we started dating and I kind of started coming here to meet her parents and she started, we started going back and forth long distance. Her father said, I want my daughter back home. And I said, okay. I said, well, you know, I am in the military and, and I, I plan on staying in for 20 years. So you might have to wait for that for a while, but I will bring her back. And I said, I will bring her back if we get married in New Orleans, where I'm from. So there's a bit of a trade-off there. So yeah. once I'm medically retired, I'm not going to renege on, a, on, a, on an agreement. So I said, okay, let's go. Let's go to Canada. So I, it, yes, so there's, there's been there's been quite a few challenges in terms of business shipping. So because so my distributor is in uh, is in Miramar, California. It's okay, yeah, bring her in. <laughs> Thank you. This is Mia. Hi, Mia. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> so my, my my distributor's in Miramar, California. I'm here in Vancouver. So getting samples, getting stuff for like photography work, like so I basically market my own company with you know right. social media, Facebook, Instagram. 
TikTok barely. I don't really like TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> but it's we it's a weird platform, but it's it's, it's, it's what the kids <laughs> it's what everybody's watching right now, man. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, got a like dance. I got a fourteen to fifteen year old daughter, they live on TikTok. Jeez. Yeah. I don't feel like dancing around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not dancing, but I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> but it's a, it is a marketing tool for those of you out there. So because it is a marketing tool if you use it right. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, so the biggest thing is I like to, I do my own photography or I, I get people to do photography and I stand there as, as a, uh, basically like artistic director yep. shipping stuff. So shipping stuff across the border has become more difficult before when I got hurt immediately, it was a, it was a shot to the chest. When I got hurt, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't dive anymore. I was, you know, I was, I, I was on medication. It, I knew my career was ending and it, and it kind of broke my heart. And so I started seeing a therapist and I started seeking mental health they put me on some medications to help out with mental health and, and this little silly thing. She's all right. Mia. Hey, Mia. Mama's calling you. Mama's calling you. I see mama. Bye, Mia. <laughs> Mia, say bye. She's all right. Come here. Come here. Come here. Wait. Get up. Come here. Say bye in the microphone. Say, say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye, Mia. <laughs> say, say bye, Nick. Later. Bye, Nick. Bye, Mia. <laughs> She's so, cute. Thank you. Yeah. So when I, when I got out, before I got out, I was seeing, I was seeking, I was seeing a therapist once a week. Th- things got, things got so. I love my job. I love being a deep sea diver. Every single day, it was, it was one of the most. It's the most gratifying job I've ever had in my entire life. And you know that that one that one sit down I had with the the Navy dive medical officer, where he's like, Tommy, listen, brother, I got to tell you, when it comes to you know, it, it'd be better if you had crushed your hand or been shot, like in the leg or something. But when it comes to your nugget, because they found it, they found it to have a, a brain aneurysm as well right. in the back of my head. And they also, and they also have the vestibular issues. He's like, man, for operators, for EOD, for divers, when it comes yeah. to, we've got something with your nugget. That's yeah. it, brother. It's a no go at that station. Yeah. Right. And so that, that it crushed me. And yeah, so I started, right. I started, I started seeing a therapist once a week. They put me on some, some antidepressants, some, you know, some medications to, to kind of offset the I don't know, I guess the, the pressure that, that I am still, I, I could say I'm still going through yeah. because of it. And, and that took a lot. That was, you know, I, I've, I listened to some of your other podcasts and I want to, I want to kind of, I don't want to say reiterate, but yeah, I always push for that message of, you know what, we train to be tough. We train to be impermeable. We train to be these, these tough soldiers and sailors and Marines and, you know, Air Force guys. When stuff gets bad, you got to take care of what's between your ears. You got to keep, you got to keep that head in check. And, and I, you know, there's group therapy, there's a million different veteran owned activities, hiking, golf, surfing, the, uh, the um, what is called uh, one more wave, one more wave foundation. They custom make surfboards for veterans so they can get out on the water and surf. It's healing. It's cathartic. So I, you know, I always preach mental health because I, I'm very proactive at taking care of my own mental health. Um, yeah, you got to be, man, especially as a veteran, because, you know, our anxiety goes up. I mean, I'm sure yours does too. We fluctuate anxiety levels. We get PTSD from traumas we've sustained, depression that we battle because we're not in the service anymore. We're away from our brothers and sisters that we were, you know, bound to for life, you know, to protect them and fight with them and do whatever. So it's a very challenging lifestyle change going from being a military person to being a civilian person again and understanding the, the complex relationships that we had with our peers. You know what I'm saying? Like you're on, you have your shipmates, you're on the ship. You got, even if they're not divers, they're still on the same ship with you. So you're looking out for them because you're doing all that searching and searching and checking and stuff to make sure the ship's safe to get into port. Same thing with the sailors that are on the ship. They got their jobs. They're taking care of you to keep you safe while you're on the ship, you know, blah, blah. So it's a, it's a, it's a different world. You know, and, and, it, and it takes a lot mentally to go through that and be successful in life, you know? Absolutely. And so, here you go. 
So the biggest, so the biggest thing. So I was seeing. So I, I was going through a, not a organization called Headstrong Project, and Headstrong Project, I had to do a little, basically like an intake with a with a psychologist, and they were providing mental health services for me because Military Source One. If, if, if any of you guys are active duty and you don't know about Military Source One, that was my first call. They give you twelve sessions a year, which it wasn't enough for me. I needed to keep going. I still wasn't. I still wasn't right. You know, I I, I wanted to see it every week. So Headstrong Project came through and they they helped me out. I see that you have a, non, a nonprofit organization as well to help out guys that are transitioning. When I came to Canada, there was no, there is no Headstrong Project. I wrote them. I said, look, you know, I'm living in Canada now. Could you get, would you guys mind, you know, funding or finding a therapist and helping me get some, you know, mental health services? They said, no, that's okay. I'm lucky that my wife is a teacher and I'm under her medical plan. So now I'm her dependent. Yeah. So I needed it. I, I needed it. I, I knew, I knew that I knew the value of my mental health is so important that I said, all right, let's, let's get under your plan. We'll find it. But then now COVID hit. Now we have this now that now I can't see my therapist. And so I'm kind of like, you know, like when you have a, when you have a relationship with a therapist and then it goes away, you're kind you kind of feel like you just got dropped. And yeah, it's like, like, it's like, yeah. It's like you're going through withdrawal. I mean, you're like, you're having a, it's an emotional event. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a significant emotional and physical thing because you're like, I need that. And it's not there. And it's hard. So yeah, I definitely grasp that for sure. Right. And, and that's, and so I went from being able to see somebody to not being able to see somebody. So with that, I did have a couple breakdowns. I did have a couple of you know, moments of uh, despair. I, you know, I did, I called the veteran crisis helpline, you know, one, one time when I was kind of at a real emotional low and it, it worked, it helped. Uh, fortunately, I, you know, I've kind of did, I did some soul searching. I had to really kind of take a step back and say, Tommy, this hard period in your life is a fraction, just like the military. You know, you were in the military for 20 years. That's a fraction of your life. You're out now. You have the rest of your life to do so much other stuff. And so when things get so bad and things get so like, it feels like the world's kind of crushing you. You, you got to take that step back and say, this is just a moment and I can't ruin my life over a moment. Yeah. But yeah. So, so I've kind of, I've kind of turned it around. I've kind of, you know, things have gotten better. I still, I still haven't been able to see a therapist. I still want to see a therapist. What, what has forged from this is me cutting out time to spend about an hour with my wife every night or even, even half an hour, we go sit outside and have a glass of wine. And I just, I just kind of let it all out. I just let whatever I'm, whatever's on my, on my mind, whatever's in my heart, I let it out. And that's kind of been my, that's, but it's been my bridge. My wife is a therapist. She's my wife. So, I, you know, cause there are some things that Trust I me, she, she's, your, you know? she's your therapist too. Cause my wife is my therapist. My wife, man, she's pulled me out of so many fires that were about to get erupted. And my wife is just a calming source. Plus I feel secure around her. I feel safe. I don't feel judged. I don't feel anything with my wife. And I think that's one of the clear things I tell a lot of soldiers and veterans out there. If you have a spouse, that's really your partner, that's your partner, partner, you got to lean on them. They might not be, a, like Thomas is saying, they might not be a full-fledged therapist, but trust me, a woman, if you're a man and you have a wife, your wife is there for you. She wants to take care of you. She wants to help you. She might not have the answers, but she'll listen. And see, for a lot of us that struggle with depression or PTSD or anxiety, just having somebody listen to you can be the difference in everything because you can feel like you got it off your chest. And that's what we as people with depression or anxiety or PTSD, that's all we have to do is get it off our chest. And as long as we look at the person we're telling and they don't look like they're judging us, it's usually pretty successful. So I, I applaud your wife, Thomas, because she is a, what I would call an army ranger because she's taking all the <laughs> bullshit and the hard stuff from you, but she's still there with you. So, and that goes out to all the wives and husbands out there that are dealing with veterans of PTSD. You're rangers. You guys are tough as nails. You're hard as woodpecker lips. 
So just stick with it and be there for your veteran and make sure that they're, they're taken care of the best you can. That's all you can say. All yeah, right. She said, she said something to me the other day. She said, you know, I, 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 was, I was actually apologizing to her. I was like, I'm so sorry to, you know, kind of put you through this. I know I'm not at, at my personal best. And she's like, I'm with, I'm with you. Everything that happens to you happens to me. I'm with you hundred percent. So the, the way I've always, you know, I guess it's a leadership thing that I learned. I always, I always look at it as if I'm not right in my head, in my mind, in my body, I can't be right for everybody else. You know, I don't have, I'm not, I'm not working with a team of divers anymore. I have a family. I have two little, I have a little baby and a three-year-old and a, and a wife. That's my team now, you know? And so if I'm not, if I'm not okay up here, then it's hard for me to be okay for everybody that's with me and, you know. Well, my, yeah. uh, and then you take into consideration, you're trying to run a company, you're trying to do other things, you're trying to get, because one thing I've learned, Thomas, for me is if I keep my mind going hundred miles an hour with business and all the things, it kind of keeps me on track. It allows me to kind of get through a day. And then when I get home, I like you do. I go out and decompress with my wife. It takes 30 minutes or 20 minutes, even 10 minutes. We might lay in the bed. We might go out in the backyard, sit by the pool or whatever, and just sit and drink a glass of wine or a beer or a soda or whatever, and just kind of get caught up, you know? And I, and I owe that to my wife because my wife really enjoys that. And I remember that now too. I'm sure your wife enjoys it when she gets that private one-on-one time with you and you lay the kids down or they're in their room playing and you get 20 minutes just to kind of be adults. So yeah, <laughs> definitely take advantage of that, man, because you, you definitely have a wife that's worth fighting for and worth doing the right things for, so you do that for them. So let's talk real quick some more about your transition into the business and how the business is going, where you're at, what we can do for you as veteran supporters and soldiers and sailors and airmen and all that other stuff. What can we do for your business? Excellent. So with the business, so my, my, biggest, my biggest piece that I would give to any, anybody that's active duty, getting out. Getting that, getting that thought process, what's the next step? Is it school? Is it entrepreneurship? What am I going to do? I would absolutely say, do your homework. Don't say, all right, okay, man, I want to, I want to sell these, you know, marine themed art coffee mugs. And that's going to be my thing. I'm going to sell those. Everybody's going to want these cool, these cool coffee mugs that have marine sayings and stuff on them. Do your homework first, find out there's a need, start with as little overhead as you can, you know, and some people, that is, this is just one man talking. Some people say, no, you got to jump in 100%, take out a $10,000 business loan, get in there. I don't, unless you have a business degree, I don't see why you would do that. If you can just start small with something, start, you know, and then and scale up, scale up, scale up. That's what I've been doing slowly, you know, scale up. And now that I'm out, now that I don't have the Navy, you know, written across my chest, there's more that I, there's more that I can do. There's more flexibility because I don't have to ask for, when I, when I do a podcast like this, I don't have to contact a PAO. I don't have to ask, I don't have to write a, a leave chit when I want to go somewhere for a couple of days. It's kind of, you kind of free as a bird. So before you get out, do your homework, do your homework, develop a business plan, get with other, other like-minded people. That's the biggest, that's one of the biggest things. If you have, a, if, if you, if you came up with a new, I don't know, magazine pouch, go to SHOT Show, go to SHOT Show, go to, a, go to another different, other kind of weapon convention or whatever convention it may be and get around, get, become immersed in your new community of entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurship that you're looking to jump into, whether it be weapon stuff, photography, clothing, whatever it be, surround yourself with those kind of people. Yeah, and that's great advice, Thomas. I think the biggest thing with Thomas is, uh, I can take from what Thomas is saying is, look, I've started three companies. I run a nonprofit, and I have three other businesses plus this podcast now. So now I'm on my fourth business. But what I'll tell all of you out there is baby steps. Like I literally just got off the phone with the guy who runs a podcast company and wants to charge $500 an episode to edit it. I'm like, are you serious, dude? It cost me about 20 bucks to do all this. Why would I spend 500 bucks when I'm still trying to build out my podcast and make, you know, grow the business and stuff? 
I said, you know, there's people out there that'll just try to take advantage of you too as a new business person, like Thomas is saying, telling you got to get $10,000 loan. No, you don't. You just got to have expectations. You got to set expectations and stay inside your path and understand there's going to be some setbacks. You're going to fail at some of these things, but then you'll learn from it and then you'll get better at it. And that's the key is I failed at a lot of things in my life, but I've learned from all of those failures and it's made me a better man, a better husband, a better soldier, a better veteran, a better person, because you have to fail to improve. No one walks around their life being perfect all the time. So take what Thomas is saying. Go in baby steps. Stay inside your lane. Stay inside what you can do. You know what I'm saying? Stay inside what you can afford to do. A lot of us can't afford to throw, go get a $10,000 loan and risk $10,000 loan. And uh, how am I going to pay it back if I don't, the business doesn't turn out? So you got to be smart about it. All right? So Thomas, last here. Let's go. So I'm going to give you about five minutes to talk about your business. What can we do as veterans, as our community, the guys listening out there and guys and gals listening to the podcast? Send us to your Facebook page. Send us to your website. What can we do to help support you as a, as a veteran and as a brother? Sure. So go, go check out 15fathoms.com. I have about probably nine or 10 different blogs that I've written about personal experiences, diving, you know, my transition, some of the middle, middle problems that I've had, you know, coming out in and out. I'm very open and honest about all of it. So go check out 15fathoms.com. We're at 15 underscore fathoms on Instagram, 15fathoms on Facebook. Come check it out. We're I'm a Navy diver, but I promote, there's a lot of guys who get out of the army who become scuba divers, Marines. Diving is something that everybody enjoys. And so yeah. if you, if you like diving, check out my stuff. If you like it, pick up something. If, yeah, yeah, if you sure. really like it, you, if you put in the discount code B-U-Z-O, Buzo, it's like Spanish for diving, 10% off. So that's your military discount. I don't really put that out on social media, but here you yeah. go. It's, 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 there it's you a go. See, look, insider Tom, secret. Yeah, Thomas just gave an insider mark there. Pay, pay attention, 10% off. Support a brother. Get 10% off doing it. All right, so this has been great, Thomas. It's great to have met you, get to know you. I'll definitely reach out to you later on, and we'll do some talking later after the show. But for those of you out there listening, he said 15fathoms.com. All this information will be in the podcast episode release. There'll be a flyer that'll be coming out a week prior to this episode that everybody will get to see the, this information about Thomas and his business. So keep an eye out for that on social media and our, on our website, veteransbereal.com. We're building that out right now. And actually, it'll be, you'll see Thomas's episode schedule on the schedule out there on our website. So check it out. We appreciate you, Thomas. Thank you for your service, my man. We appreciate you. And best to you and your family up there in Canada. Thank you so much. I appreciate All right. that. All right. You'll be good. All righty. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone. I'm out of here.